0: All right, it's the DT Difference. It's 30 years experience in the game, DT Systems. E-collars we've been using for a while now, but let's quickly talk about their dummy launchers. They got the Super Pro Dummy Launcher and the Remote Dummy Launcher. It's a great way for you and your dog to get ready for duck season. Loud bangs, make sure your dog's cool with gunfire before you use it. But I want you to add it to your repertoire, bag of tricks, and get you and your dog ready for duck season. It's the Super Pro Dummy Launcher by DT gunner kennels, baby hashtag man's best kennel. Well, it's also now hashtag man's best food crate is freaking raccoon proof. You can't get into this thing. Your dog can't bust into the lid and eat all the food. Trust me. I know Memphis has done it in the past. She looks like a blown up pumpkin. Boom, but not anymore. We've got the gunner kennel food crate. It's easy to pack. Easy to store, keeps food dry, which food's an investment. Man, that Purina, baby, it ain't cheap anymore. So keep it dry, good, all that stuff. Easy to pack, easy to store. The Gunner Kennel Food Crate. Slide into DMs if you'd like to learn more. It's force fetch, baby. It's the number one question we get asked. You don't know how to fix it? Let me help you. Let me get you to your goals. We built a course, bunch of videos. I think there's 13 or 14 videos start to finish on how you and your dog can get through the force fetch process successfully. The link's in the description. Be sure to check it out, and let me help you and your dog. What's going on everybody and welcome to another episode number 89 and feeling fine episode of Lone Ducks go gun dog chronicles Mer-ber. It's me and Kevin tonight. We're gonna talk about all that's been going on during the duck season Some of the neat little tidbits some tickle your fancy on some stuff going on here so stick with us. It's going to be a fun episode BSing with the bros. But first up, that Yukonuba baby. We're feeding 3020 and the large breed puppy here at the kennel. Their new formula that came out mm, six
1: months ago now.
0: I, yeah, I think I got a pallet of it in June, and I love it. I, I'm extremely pleased with the performance of this new formula Um, it's the same old story with great coats, great teeth, great energy. You know, these dogs are athletes and we're feeding those athletes, but I see higher digestibility hands down in the dog. So really good formula, you know, starting in January, we put it out there to the world. Start the uke challenge, get three bags, go to chewy.com or anywhere it's sold. Get three bags. January, February, and March, and take the Uke challenge. If you sincerely don't like it, Kevin will buy it back from you. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, but I promise you'll you'll like it. So going to next awesome. up, next up, that Gunner Kennels man's best kennel got even better. They made that food crate sold out in like what forty eight hours, Cavill. It was a little bit less than forty
1: eight hours, but they went to town. They uh, they they sold out real quick and they're getting tons of really good feedback on it. They've got a billion five star reviews. Um, I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about it. No, nah. we we just did a review on it on our website. Check out Lone Dog Blog.
0: You probably don't even know I did that. No, I didn't. Nice job. There you go. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a made in America waterproof, easy to carry around, easy to store, great for road trips. Do yourself a favor and get you one. If you want to learn more about them or get yourself a kennel, shoot us a DM. We'll get it hooked up, baby. Next up, Dogtra, the collars that I've been using for over 10 years now. And I trust. And I trust because when I push that button, I know it's the level and the timing. That's the most important thing to remember, guys. If I put it on a three, that it's a 3 it doesn't get them even hotter or get them even lower and it's not a second later or a second early it's right it's like goldilocks and the three bears it's just right and lastly i love their customer service it's just great people so check them out we got them on the website uh 1900s edge rt all sorts of other great products as well but those are the ones we run here at the lone d Next up, smoke them if you got them, baby, the Traeger Grills. Made a little duck, 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 mallard duck on that Traeger the other day. We did fin and feather rub that uh, Traeger has, and, man, it came out really good. I'm going to – this will be the first one I've done where I was like, meh, I like it the other way. I love mallard duck in a hot skillet, salt, pepper, little garlic powder, get that bacon grease rolling and and cook it like that. Do you cook it in bacon grease? If I've got bacon grease, heck yeah dude. You just keep that laying around? Yeah. Oh, I do. It's a good move. It is a good move. Gotta try you should too. It's freaking yeah. delicious. That's my favorite way. This was now my second favorite way. I really liked it. I just still can't get over how good it is in the skillet. But it's anyways nostalgic about it. Yeah, I guess so. Personal preference, but other than that, the Traeger's where it's at get you into a trigger next up kent ammunition we're giving them the bismuth no dang i messed it up we're giving them the business (laughs) with the bismuth come on it's a tongue twister try say it 10 times fast baby give them the business with the business give them the business with the business give them the business with the business see it's impossible but what's not impossible is laying ducks down that's good come on baby folding ducks like laundry Stacking ducks like cordwood with that bismuth. And you know what I am the most thankful for? Is you listeners are writing in to Kent saying bismuth on Instagram. That cracks me up when I see it. Do more of it. It really gets me going. Uh, So, anywho, uh, last on the old list would be waypoint outdoor collective keep us in tune with you you in tune with us appreciate their support and we're gonna do a little selfish pluggy here folks do us a solid we got some new gear on lone duck outfitters website new t-shirts uh some new designs and some of the old classics so check it out LoneDuckOutfitters.com. also that's where you can find some of our dog trip products uh, what else,
1: Kev? Got some wingers, got some good information on there. You have some really good recipes, too.
0: Yeah, there's it's a just lot. A, it's just a well rounded, you know, website com. Check it out. And if you enjoy this podcast or, you know, we've helped you out, answer a question or anything on Instagram, I mean, that's a, a way to say thanks, I guess, is to grab a hat and show support at a hunt test, hunting season, or just right around the house. And then. We've talked about it very little on the podcast, but our Patreon account has been growing and it's developing in 2021. We've got big goals for that community. And one of the cool things is no matter what level you join at the $5, the $15 or the $35 a month, you are entered to win a hunt with you, Kevin and me, Bob, and we are going to announce who we're going to hunt with next year. Hopefully by the end of January, maybe into February. We already know who we want, but we're booking dates and who we want in terms of like where we're going hunting. And yeah, the, we're going to it's going to be a guided hunt, right? It's going to be somewhere on the East Coast, hopefully, or Midwest. But if it all pans out how like Kevin and I are talking right now, it'll be on the East Coast. We'll pay to fly you here. We're going to give you that biz month to be shooting Um, all expense paid trip. And we'll have a few of our buddies who you've heard about on the podcast and stuff like that. They're going to come and join us and we'll lay them down. So join our Patreon again for five bucks a month. If you enjoy this podcast and listen every week or whatever, it's a way to just say thank you. It's buying me and Kevin a bush light. Um, So it's super cheap and it enters you to win like a wicked awesome duck hunt next year. Then the other tiers, you're getting even more involved on the one-on-ones with me where i can help you train your dog you can send me videos i can criticize positively and negatively on things to tweak and work on and we're getting great responses back with that where we're really seeing results from these guys and gals and their dogs um so check it out patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters thank you for listening and not skipping ahead and if you did skip ahead shame on you but you're not hearing this, anyways. But yeah. you also won't win a duck hunt, so mm. suck it.
1: That's on you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's on you. All right, let's get into the show here. So last week we had our buddy Tyler Chambers on. That was a that was a fun episode. Audio was a little iffy at times, and that's our bad. Uh, it's it's tough on the phone calls sometimes, but the content was great. He's an awesome, awesome dude. So we're a, we're sorry about some of the audio but i hope that the content was there and was intriguing he's a really great guy great musician and i'm i'm excited to see his future in nashville it's a good dude and wanted to go turkey hunting so oh yeah what's wrong wrong with that that. we're gonna be turkey hunting in in georgia um another little piece that i i don't we don't have details but kevin this is on our to-do list that i meant to write down we need to start (laughs) audible to-do list yep um seminars yeah, 2021 seminars. Uh, we had one this past summer, and it was a hit. And so I, what made me think of the seminar today is because I was talking with Tyler, and he's going to be in Georgia in March. And so my brain's calculating, what if we did one co-seminar with the pterodactyl, cacao, Blaine Tarnecki, at his farm, and we have Tyler bring his musical instruments and we do like the Bonfire night like we did here, we have Tyler have a freaking concert at Blaine's. I mean, that'd be legit. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That'd be really cool. Uh, I don't you can twist my arm about it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be Dream, cool. We can make dreams come true. So yeah. there'll be seminars coming up. Be sure if you see we post it on the old Instagrams and Facebooks, don't wait till the last minute to sign up because last time the spots filled up really quickly. And I want to share a little bit of, in case people forgot what we did last time. Well, we sweet d- barbecue. Don't forget the barbecue. Yeah, barbecue is delicious. It wasn't on the Traeger because there were too many people, and I didn't want to, none of us wanted to be behind the grill. We wanted to be mingling. So we ordered a famous local barbecue joint here in Syracuse called Dinosaur Barbecue. Um, we did a day and a half. It was. full day where we worked on force fetch we worked on t-pattern we worked on mark setups hunt test setups and, and broke down where everybody was at with their dogs things that i saw that were really good and things that i saw that they could work on and showed them tips and tricks and drills to work on them and then we put it into practice we had a live flyer and then uh that night we played games retriever training games like bumper beer pong basically where they won a bunch of prizes from Uke and Dogtra and Gunner. It was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, everybody that's our sponsor pitched in on some cool prizes. and So it was a really fun night. We ended up having about seven too many bush lights. (laughs) (laughs) What I thought was really cool about the the seminar weekend is, you
1: know, we had some people come with, like, the started dog. We had some people come with – a few month old dog just kind of getting into retrieving and and the obedience and things like that. But no matter where people were within the training, within the lifespan of their dog, we'll call it, you were still able to learn and pick up like, okay, well in three months I'll probably be at that point too. So if I pay attention and I'm learning what this person is going through and what they're, you know, what the feedback is like, I'm still learning. So even if your dog wasn't up and getting trained, there was still a lot of Q and a and just, yeah, it was fun. Action.
0: Yeah, I think everybody walked away from it with a positive experience and learned a bunch and and so did we. So every single one we do is going to get better and more yep. more fun. Um but stay tuned for that. I'm my goal is to do 3 in 2021. I think 3 is a good number because if we do 4, then we're probably going to dip into duck season and I don't want to do that. No, that's not going to happen. No. We're going to duck hunt. And you could too if you're doing <laughs> So, anyways, um, but stay tuned for that. And so, mental note: Tyler, Georgia, pterodactyl,
1: Blaine. Did yep. you have you talked to Blaine about this?
0: No. All right, he'll be in. He's he's always down to teach people and and do it. So, can we have people message Blaine and tell him that they're
1: excited about the country concert at his farm this summer, <laughs> and then that'll be how he finds out.
0: It'll be in March, but yeah. Okay, In March. All right. Next up, we have had an exciting christmas season basically Cruz had her litter of puppies uh what day christmas 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 eve Eve? christmas eve puppies or the 23rd it was a christmas eve eve or 23rd christmas eve eve was it yep because because when we went uh uh-uh christmas eve i sat in this room all day because we were all covid quarantined from family i sat in my office and Made phone calls to all the new puppy owners and waiting list people and whatnot.
1: Yeah, because they were being born that morning. When we
0: went grouse hunting, they were being born. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, they were born right around then, and they're super healthy and getting chunky and fat and, and developing. And Andy Girl, my English setter, who's my grouse and woodcock dog, had her first litter. And they are in my downstairs right now, chilling in, in my sunroom. And they're growing and developing really nicely too. We had, I'm not going to say scare, but like Andy looked fine and then delivered eight puppies. And it's like, oh my gosh, she's pretty thin. And we need to have our females have good weight on them. It provides nutrients to the babies. They The babies suck up so much of their calories and stuff that you've got to have really really you don't want a fat mom they need to be in shape but she was thin and so we've been socking weight on her and she's looking in in 6 days she's looking like a million bucks the puppies are looking like a million bucks and so I'm really pleased with that turnaround of like okay we see this we need to make a plan we set that plan in place and now we're off and running and the puppies are You know, everybody loves a lab puppy. They're cute, but oh my goodness. There is
1: nothing. Uh, Lab puppies you could sit and look at all day.
0: But they're black, yellow, and chocolate. Yeah, they all pretty much look the same. These, every single one is different. They have different markings, and the the black and white ones have different amount on the face and a different amount on the body, and in another two weeks, they're going to start showing their ticking or maybe... three weeks they'll start showing ticking and they're just individuals and it's so neat to see how they're growing and and they're just super super cute we have a few left so if you're a grouse woodcock aficionado or want to get into it there's three boys left i want to say depending on when you hear this episode um today's january 5th 2021 for whatever that's worth for one people, right? Listen. So if you listen a year from now, sorry, <laughs> no. sorry about your luck, no puppies left. Um, but anyways, they're super cute and I'm really excited because a few of my friends are getting them. And so I'll get to watch them develop, maybe even help train them. And, and it'll be really neat to see what these turn out to be like. And that is going to bring us to our next segment. Beautiful segue, early neurological stimulation. Mm. We just shot a video for our YouTube channel and what we've preached on this podcast over and over and over and over again is socialization of your puppy, people, places, and things when you get them home, take them, you know, once they get their shots and whatnot, take them to Home Depot, take them to family parties, have kids hold them, you know, all, all sorts of environmental factors, like going in the woods and letting them follow you and trip over sticks and cross puddles and experience leaves and grasses and whatever is out there into the world and have it be an awesome experience and they're being socialized. Well, from day three to 16 is a process called early neurological stimulation, and it was developed by a doctor who was working with the military to help their dogs cognitively develop at a younger age, and they ran test after test to try and figure out how to stack the deck in their favor. That these puppies are going to come out well rounded, be able to handle stressful situations, um, be think for them, you know, not think for themselves, but think on their feet and problem solve. And da 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 da. They confidence. want confidence. Yeah, they just want a well rounded dog. Yeah, and so this doctor figured out from trial and error, a way to do that. And so basically from day three to 16, along with handling the puppies multiple times a day. So like in the morning, I take care of all the big dogs, I do my chores and I come in and I sit with the litter and every single one of them for a little bit, gets held pat mustache rides, whatever. <laughs> start them young. Yep. Start them young on the old mustache. And so they get used to human touch and being pulled away from the mom and all that stuff. And that it's a good thing. Nothing bad happened. They're good. And they get back in their whelping pen where it's nice and warm and mom's there with the milk. But then once a day, again, day three to 16, we do five things. I think it's five things. The first one is, and, and, and these each activity with the puppy is three to five seconds. So it's super, super quick. And what it's doing is it's putting their brain in a stressful situation. And in that stressful situation, the brain is firing and it's releasing hormones, whatever it does. I'm not a scientist here, folks, but it's releasing things that the puppy has to deal with in the brain because they can't hear, they can't see, all they can do is smell and feel. So in their brain, things are firing and it's developing and then, and then something else happens to them and then something else and something else and something else. And in 25 seconds, they're back with their mother and, and they, their body relaxes and they're, they're good. Then they do it the next day, the next day, the next day. So the first thing you do is you take a Q-tip and you tickle their toes. You basically rub their, their pad, rub in between their toes, doot, 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 three to five seconds. Cool. Then you hold the puppy straight up, so vertical. One, two, three, four, five. Then you dip completely upside down, so the head is facing straight down carefully. Yeah. Don't drop it on its like head like my mom did to Kevin. There was a picture of that. <sighs> it's fine. Yeah. He's all right now, guys. He can read. Some days. Some days. So you tip the puppy upside down, three to five seconds. Then you lay them on their back in your palm of your hand, three to five seconds, and then you place them on a wet, cold compress for three to five seconds, and then you put them back in the pen. And there's, there's, again, the study showed that like literally once a day was enough. If you did it more than once a day or for longer than three to five seconds, there was adverse effects. Because it was too much stress at too young of an age. And so it was the, just the right amount. Just like we're talking about. Little uh, The porridge was too hot. The porridge was too cold. But this one was just right. And with this early neurological stimulation. It, in you know, my business. I'm trying to give and sell people. The best puppy I can possibly provide. And so this is one way. Again, I can stack the deck in my favor that I'm doing everything in my power to give them a healthy, environmentally sound dog that they can take and now run with from eight weeks old. I think it's interesting. And
1: I don't know when we had puppies with bird, we tried to take this approach, but I would want my dog to be treated in this manner. These dogs are like loved Oh, They're yeah. warm, dry, taken care of. They have socialization. They have attention. They have the best food that they
0: could possibly have. I mean, this is like... Yeah,
1: this is a good deal.
0: Yeah, and I would say, you know, when you're going and looking for a puppy, these are questions to ask someone. Ask the breeder, you know, where are the puppies being raised? Now, not all of them can be raised in the house. Like Sure. Like Cruz's litter. They're not in a house. They're in a, a whelping facility. Now, this facility is mint state of the state art. of the art and it is way better than anything I've ever seen in my career but it's not in a house they have their own space it's completely sanitary it's indoors it, the, they're monitored on surveillance cameras like 24 7 I mean it's just bananas how well they're being taken care of too but you know I went to a place one time and I actually rescued a bunch of Labradors and this dude was a lab breeder, AKC papered up dogs with decent pedigrees actually. Like, really? yeah, not, you know, he was buying well-bred dogs and breeding the heck out of them. And you went to this place and it, they were legit. I, we had to pull puppies out from, uh, I don't know, how do you describe it? It was like a Snoopy dog house that was half buried underground and the mom wouldn't come out cause she was petrified and the puppies were in there and they were raised outside. There was like a blanket covering the door for the breeze. It was winter time. I mean, it was unbelievable that any of them survived, which goes to show that animals are resilient and they can like basically be born in a ditch and everything we're doing here is like way above, but put that go to my point of like but that's how i
1: would want my dog to be treated and that's taken right. care of and i don't know 100%. i wouldn't settle for anything less
0: yeah 100 percent. but i'm just saying you know that would be something that when you're looking at boy this dog's pedigree is looking okay boy this is akc registered boy you know it checks several boxes but then you go and see the facility facility air quotes everyone and you're like ah You shouldn't give that person your money. You know, like there's other dogs out there. Maybe it's a $700 lab instead of a $1,500 lab or a $2,000 lab. But at the end of the day, that extra money that you're paying for that lab is going to hopefully be worth it because everything that we do and, and a lot of my other friends who do it right, you know, man, that's why it's, that's why we charge a little more because it's done right. And there's a lot of time and energy and and health tests and and things that are being monitored and done to produce a better dog for people. So that's a little tip, I guess, and thought of the day when, when you're in that puppy mode and you're looking to buy your next pup. I feel like a lot of people ask like, how do I pick the best puppy? How do you know
1: what I have the Fourth pick of the litter, and what do I do? and you know there's lots of different things, and ultimately it all boils down to stack the deck in your favor, pick a breeder, pick you know the dogs, know the facility, and do you trust these people? Yeah, you know,
0: and then for us, like we don't you don't get pick of the litter. like if you put your deposit in first and you want a blackmail, you don't get to pick the blackmail. Just because you put your deposit in just means you are are solidified that your color and sex is what you're getting. What we do is monitor the puppy's personalities and as they develop and we, you know, ask you for a description of what you're looking for. Man, I hunt six times a year. You know, we might kill a dozen birds. Mainly it's going to be a house dog and play with my kids. Okay, cool. You don't need the hellion. You need the medium one or the lower one that's like likes to retrieve, but he's not jumping out of the box, you know, jumping out of the whelping pen and terrorizing everyone. The guy or gal who hunt tests all and trains every single day and this is their passion and they hunt or they're a guide and hunt sixty days a year and you know, whatever. Like they need they need the dog that's gonna be a little bit harder to handle and, and can do all these things like at at that age. Right. So we try and pair the puppies with the families and their needs. So that's another thought. Some people, some breeders still do you get picked and you can go and like pick your puppy and they do a day of it. and, And that's good. But the negative of that is let's say all these puppies are playing and you show up well they just tore it up and are now exhausted and half of them are still playing and the other half is snoozing in the corner and you're like boy i'm gonna that one's chill this one just curled up in my lap and fell asleep for half an hour we bonded it picked me (laughs) she loves me this one picked me well yeah okay but that one could be the hellion that just played hard for an hour and ended up curling up on your lap and falling asleep. And you're the family that hunts six times a year and want that dog that sleeps at, you know, all day. Right. Yeah. So let the breeder who spent all the time with these puppies and knows what they're doing and what their personalities are to help guide you down that road and ask their opinion and say, Hey, I trust you. That's why I'm buying a dog from you. Help me make my, my choice because yes, this one's really cute right now. And they might be like, ah, man, I think this one. Then spend time with that one. Um, For instance, I bought Prairie. Right? Prairie is our poster child for Patreon and YouTube and... Cuteness. Yeah, I mean, she's like 12 or 13 weeks old right now and and developing. I got a, a message from my buddy, Jake Stinson. He had a really nice pedigree you know, a nice litter of dark yellows, which is something I've always wanted. And it was kind of the right time, sort of, I mean, I don't know, there's never a right time to get a puppy. So you just do it. Uh, But anyways, we did it. Now I couldn't see, I have no choice, right? So I asked him his opinion. Hey man, when I get here, I had like third or fourth pick. And, but I'm like, man, you know, if they're available, what are like the, top three of the five females that you think would fit what i need like i train every day i'm gonna hunt this dog we're gonna compete at a master level like i don't This dog will be running again you know with the four-wheeler twice a day <laughs> like this yeah. dog can this dog needs to be a worker but i also don't need the fire breathing dragon i wanted that like three quarter i want that 75 percenter that is super confident and that uh, you know i want it all but And so does everybody else. Everybody wants the best dog they can get. So he said, pick this one, this one, or this one. Okay. Well, I get there and one of those was already gone. And then there were like three other females and one kind of just super independent, wanted to be by herself and like kind of cared about us, but kind of didn't. And then the other two were great. I literally took 10 minutes and was like, there she is. I'm taking her home. Thanks for coming. See ya. Because I trusted Jake. I trusted his opinion on the couple that, you know, the couple puppies that I should look for and I looked her over. She looked good. She was social. She walked up to me confidently. She was cool with her surroundings and there you go. Come hang out in the front seat and ride home with me, baby. And I'm not disappointed. She's awesome. She's all of what I've wanted. Little bit independent, but that's okay. And very confident puppy, loves to retrieve, loves live pigeons, very smart, picks up on things quick, very treat driven. And, uh, I know we're going to make her into something special. So it's not rocket science. If you found pedigree and parents and breeders that you trust and like to kind of go in there and say, okay, what one do you think fits my needs? And then there you go, pick it up, take it home, baby, and start socializing. All right, let's roll into our next segment, Kevin. Not a great segue. I'm not. I'm struggling on a segue here, but duck season. We had a really good hunt the other day, though. Yeah, I was going to say it was a rough one this year for us. Well, yeah. Well, you want to start on a rough note, or yeah? Because then it'll dive into like a memorable one or two. But it was. Uh, we had warm weather. I would say global warming might be a thing. I don't really know, but it seems like it here in Central New York, where our winters are not really turning into winter until like right now. And so we're starting to see a push of ducks now and our season just ended, which is a massive bomber. Um, a lot of the early season we had some good hunts and then those birds got stale or moved on and then it warmed up and then it froze and then it warmed up and it was like never a week of cold weather to make new birds come in. And then they had a ton of options of where they want to be because everything is not frozen. So you had to scout a ton, which was hard for me this fall, actually, with moving into a new home. And that house is 40 minutes away from a lot of my good spots that I could use. You know, I used to be able to jump in the truck and scout in an hour and be like, yes, this is where we're going tomorrow. I found a bunch of them. Now it's like get in the car, drive 45 minutes, drive for an hour, drive 45 minutes home. And that's you know shoot half your day. Yeah, that's tough. So like I didn't That's
1: get... why some people, <laughs> some people do that though. Oh yeah. Some people scout it right.
0: Yeah, but and you have to. You have scouting is so imperative to to set yourself up for success. But then I also would get discouraged because I I would take a day and be like, all right, today I'm scouting because tomorrow I'm gonna hunt, and I wouldn't find many birds. Be like, Shit, there's six mallards. Uh, I guess we're going there you know and you're going to try and hunt a little tiny amount of birds it's tough Um, but on the bright note we did have some cool hunts and the one that I think you're referring to is Kevin and I went together a, a two-man hunt to Onondaga Lake in central in Syracuse here and it is not the most polluted lake in america anymore but it was like for hundreds for like 100 years it was the most polluted lake yeah there's a lot of
1: mercury in there you're not allowed to eat the fish you're not allowed to swim in it we go we do go in it i guess if you think about it though with waiters on bro yeah a couple years ago we went hunting before i went to work and i got into work and the person like in the desk next to me asked if i had showered that day because i smell (laughs) oh yeah oh no i yeah definitely (laughs)
0: Yeah, there's like a the city's waste plant is you know right next to the lake, and sometimes they have some spillages of human city feces that rolls into the lake, and just Cleveland steamers are floating around. <laughs> so it's beautiful. It's beautiful, very picturesque, folks. Yeah. But good spot for divers. But you can actually scout it pretty easily, and you can find out where the birds are, and you can hunt it. And so I found some birds. Kevin and I and hunted or went hunting. And it was a beautiful day for it. There were a few boats out on the lake, so keeping birds up. Um, it had just snowed. That was kind of big for us, I feel like. Yep. We had a snowstorm the night before, and it was snowing during our hunt. So our boat got snow on it, which up against, like, the background of trees and rocks and, and stuff, we blended in unbelievably. They had no idea we were there. And we laid it down. I mean, the mallards worked us like you see on tv you know a lot of times here i feel like in our area it's like you blow the duck call and they're like us, see ya <laughs> you know they're like i've heard that tune before um but these birds worked to the call and you know swing into a swing away swing into a swing away you know and you're just working them. and you're just working 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 and here they come and here they come like, oh god they're getting closer well i'm just sitting here smiling Oh, it was freaking sweet. And it's in a snowstorm too. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful scene. And we were, we were killing birds. And, uh, the ending of our hunt basically was a pair that came off of Kevin's side, uh, a Drake and a hen, and they did it right. Feet down, beat down. Oh, quacker smacker. (laughs) Barrels blazing. What other? I don't don't know. I'm just too excited to. And they, they're doing it right, and I go, you take the one on the left, I take the one on the right. And here they come, and here they come, and here they come. And they're cupped up, and they're lower and lower. And now they're right over our decoys backpedaling. Wow, wow. And, I like, I'm on mine, rolled it, and I look over. And and the best part is, because you've all heard me make fun of Kevin's shooting, I look over, and that sucker's deader than a Floating feet up. Shoot or shoot, baby. It was uh it was awesome. Yeah. It was a really good time. Beautiful Drake Mallard for Kevin and I got the old Henski. Yep. And uh and Memph did her job and she and did great. Mm hmm. We gave them the business with the Bismuth. That's right. And it was just a fun hunt, you know, two two bros, you know, getting out and, and doing it. And to have kind of a hard season where we hadn't been killing birds regularly or seeing those numbers or get them to work the decoys in the call it's just that's what it's all about i feel it, there's a, a few times every season
1: where it all just kind of comes together and we had had that snowstorm and we were talking like yeah you know let's go I found some birds on the lake but i don't know we'll yeah, see we no, still we, did yeah, yeah we we'll see how it goes confident. and uh you know it was just a, a it was a lovely surprise to just have birds Working Feet down. Ugh.
0: There's nothing like it. Nope. Absolutely nothing like it. It Mallard ducks are my favorite. I mean, I enjoy shooting GoldenEye. I enjoy shooting Redheads and Bluebills and Old Squad, uh, on, Ontario. Um, and we'll segue into another hunt in a second. But, man, mallards, just when you can decoy them and you can call them and they work it, God. It's it's the best. It's yeah. Uh, it's just so cool. Also the interaction. Yeah, that does are tasty. Yeah. So the the next hunt, I I call it when the mallards don't fly, the mergs will die. <laughs> <laughs> and me and old Nick Hippolito and Steve McGee, we went out on on a dog again. And uh, again, we, we it's just. If you can't kill them from sleeping in, but the scouting report was was not great, and I think we saw like three or four mallards that morning. Really, oh, I was bad, but the mergies did it dirty. Cold, and we shot blooded, just killers, <laughs> man, just murdering mergies, and it was so much fun. And every time we shot, it was like another merg, like. But but when there's nothing else flying and you got a duck dog that's just itching to go, shoot him. I don't give a crap. Like I don't know. Some people don't. Yeah, some people. You can all get off your high horse. I shoot a merganser. You know, if I'm shooting limits of other ducks, okay. But we don't have that luxury often. So if a merg's coming in and Memphis is sitting there going, "Uh, I've been here for an hour, folks." Uncle Bob shooting his gun. I promise. <laughs> I freaking promise you that gun's going off. Okay? Double barrel smack down. May miss, but not likely. Trying. Those murder. Take it to the plug. Yeah, taking it to the plug. So, uh, that hunt was really fun. I mean, it was just laughter. We just... Every bird was like another hen merganser. Every bird. Not a single drake hooded merganser. Not a, a drake common merganser. It was just... A hen merg shoot shootout at the OK Corral, um, and we had one really awesome retrieve. So we we had a group of mergs do it right, <laughs> unbelievable. You really hit the call and uh, whatever, dude. So they come in. We we I think we knocked three down, eight, two or three, and one of them sails off into the lake and like crippled, and then just does the old like dead. Keels over, yeah, but it was probably two hundred yards out into the middle of the lake. So meth picks up the one in the decoys or the two in the decoys, and I am like, "Well, guys, this it's just it's right at shooting light. So, like, we're not gonna go and take the boat out out of the decoys to go get that merg right away. It's a we can see it. I mean, it's right there. So we'll just wait, and after like 15, 20 minutes of that perfect time, then we'll go and get it." Well, as we are going, the wind is blowing it towards us. And now it's like 125 yards away. And the sunlight on the flat lake made it sit like belly. It was just you you couldn't miss it. And I lined Memph up on a blind. Good right there. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, oh, dang, she's locked right in. Back. Jumps in. Kind of swings out wide of the decoys um, towards, like, an old fall, actually, like where we had no- just knocked one down. Sure. And so tweet, angle back, and she was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Took the perfect cast, swam out into the middle of the lake, brought this beautiful, I should have got it mounted, Hen Merganzer. <laughs> to go with the other Mergs. Oh, yeah, don't judge me. I got two Hooded Mergansers on a mount right behind me right now, two Drakes. Your judgment, and a a squirrel. Yep, squirrel drunk on bush light. Best Christmas gift I ever got. (laughs) But uh, anyways, and, like, you know, Steve McGee's a good buddy of mine, and he's like, man, that's one of the longest retrieves I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's just, it's cool what these dogs can do, and it's a shame to not do it or to have a slow season where her numbers are down and we're not getting a lot of opportunities, so take them. And then to have her have that opportunity to just have a nice, confident, big, long swim out into the abyss and to be successful at it with one cast felt really, really good. And then to have a little pat on the back from your buddy who recognizes that that was a good one, you know? So it was cool. Um, And then I had... You know, I curse the name of my company every hunt, every slow hunt. I curse the name Lone Duck because it should have just been like, oh, too many. Yeah. Like no wonder people name their company like limited out and full limits and cool names like that. plethora of plumage. (laughs) Nobody names their company that. No, but someone will now trademark it before they can. All right. So next to my to do list. So me and my we were in COVID quarantine. We didn't have it, but our family did, and, and so I hadn't gotten tested yet, and I had to hunt alone. And so we went out on a morning, and I took the boat and her, and this is a great story. Stay tuned. Don't don't end this. This is how Bob rolls. Okay, everyone. So I'm driving down the road, about ten minutes from the boat launch. Bow, blew a trailer tire on my duck boat. Hey. So I limp to the side of the road, assess the damage, and I'm about three minutes from my parents' house. So it's, you know, I got like an hour before shooting light maybe, and I'm like, man, I guess I can just pull this into the house, drop the trailer, go to Walmart, get a trailer tire, fix the it, tra- you know, fix it, and just go home, you know, live to fight another day. And then I'm sitting there thinking literally like 30 seconds later, I'm like, F that I'm hunting. Like, I don't care if this freaking boat falls off the trailer, I'm going hunting. And so I I drove 10 miles an hour. It took me like 25 minutes to get, you know, five minutes down the road. Meanwhile, it's, you know, rush hour and people are going to work and I'm, you know, four ways blinking, probably with a tail light out on my trailer or whatever. (laughs) The, The huge tank looking duck boat. Mm hmm always turns heads. Yeah. And uh I pull in and I drop the boat and I get get you know just deal with it and I get out and I'm like 10 minutes late by the time I get to the spot and get the decoys out it is shooting light and birds are flying and I'm like damn god this this is going to be like all I see today. And sure enough, I was right. Like that's literally all I saw and it's while I was putting out decoys. And, uh, you know, we're sitting there and I'm just thinking about, yeah, I guess I'm just lucky, you know, you try and do this in your head. Like, I'm just lucky to be out here. You know, it's just me and my dog, just creating memories, doing nothing, you know, drinking coffee and eating donuts by myself. And, uh, I'm, st- I'm getting cold. It's a pretty chilly morning. And I stand up I got my gun over there and my dog over there. And I'm just standing up kind of doing the old, like, okay, we're good. You know, you can stay for a half hour longer, okay. Um, and I'm like, son of a b! cupped up, coming around the corner, big old Drake Greenhead, <laughs> just just soaked into it, just coming. I'm like, fudge! I'm standing up. He's gonna flare, and this is the one freaking shot I'm gonna get. And I'm I'm just watching him and watching him. He's still coming. He's still coming. He's still coming. I'm like, oh, he's in range. Grab my, like, lean over, grab my gun, pull up, boom. Gave him the business with the business. (laughs) And I'm like, ha, all by myself, right? Like, the ecstatic celebration of loneliness (laughs) was so freaking awesome. And again, you know, Drake Mallard, which, again, I love shooting mallards. And I I put it on Instagram, and I, I just... I was elated, and I don't uh that might be the first time I ever said that on the podcast elated it uh, there's just that's what it's about, yeah, that's and, what it's about. That lone duck literally changed my day it, and it was phenomenal. I mean, it just was why I went out there now, would I've liked a few you know more birds, like another mallard to round out my awesome eastern you know two mallard limit? and a couple you know murgies sure i would have loved that <laughs> yeah. would have been a beautiful day yeah but i got one and i didn't go home empty-handed and it was a you know easy but great retrieve for her and and just i was pumped and i'll remember that hunt because of the trailer tire and all the stupid crap i had to deal with to get that hunt going and to end the hunt and get the boat back to my house and Whatever, but but that mallard made it special and awesome and that's why that is why we do it. It's it's fun shooting limits, it's fun seeing your dog work, but it it's those little hunts that like in all due respect sucked. But it didn't. It was epic. It was epic. Um I don't know. That's that's that was our season. Like that would be The culmination of our season was like, we had fun, we killed birds, but it wasn't knock down, drag out, awesome. It was hard scouting, hard hunting, and we did the best we could. And the dogs did well when they got the chance to do what they were trained to do. Uh, We still have a little bit of grouse season left, which Andy's out, but Covey, Kevin's dog, is in, and we'll get Huey out nick's dog and finn who i trained and that's steve mcgee's dog and maybe cash the german short-haired pointer you know i got some chances to maybe get out with some buddies and go stomp around the the grouse woods before we head south and i also made some new goals like you know i think everybody makes goals in january right it's a good thing to do and you need to write them down and you need to uh think about them and stick to them and so we've got some new goals this year a lot of old goals like we want to go to master national again we i want quinn to run in a few derbies before she turns two i want memphis to get qualified all age i want to get memphis back you know her joint thing um i want prairie to take the world by storm and grow our patreon community and help more people train their dogs i want to continue growing this podcast and helping more people and entertaining more people. I want to, we're going to build a kennel in the spring, like a beautiful state of the art kennel facility. Um, what else do I want to do? Kevin, more puppies. Yeah, we'll have more puppies, uh, which is a really awesome thing to see families get these dogs and enjoy them and and train them. And, and I get to train some of them. So, it's it's pretty fulfilling. And so that those are my goals. I want to do a little bit more healthiness. I want I've started I worked out again in 6 days straight. And uh How you feel sore, man. <sighs> my my shoulder is rocked. Um my legs are tired. Took 6 days to actually hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also fell on ice the other day and that really rocked me. My ankles are jacked and my elbows are jacked, but you're not nice. used to the ice. You're like a Southerner now. Oh god. I know, but it hurt. I went down like a sack of potatoes, like not even graceful, just like out from underneath me, smashed. Like sat there for a second and was just like, I think I broke stuff. <laughs> I, think I broke everything. I need a bush. Everything light. is broken. Everything's broken. I need a bush light. I'm I'm really hurting here. I had to call the quits on the day and been like, I'm going home. No, I couldn't. We had Christmas with the in laws, so I had to suck it up. Yeah, um, but those are some of my goals and I want you all to be a part of those goals. And if there's anything that Kevin and I can do to provide you with more value, more information, more knowledge, more fun, please don't hesitate to drop us a direct message on Instagram or join our Patreon and, and be a part of this journey with us because that's what it is. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint and we're here to, to win. So, Thank you all for tuning in to another episode. Again, please do us a solid. Check us out on Instagram, our website, Lone Duck Outfitters. If you dig the show, grab yourself a hat or a t-shirt. If you've got a dog that you want help being trained, our Patreon account is going to be right there with you. Our YouTube account is going to be right there with you. And uh, you got me. Anything I can do to help you, I'm here. Thanks, guys. See you. Hey, join our community if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy our YouTube, if you enjoy Instagram. It's like buying me and Kevin a beer. Join patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. The link is in the description. Click that link. Join the community. We've got tons of great videos, tons of great content, and you can ask me more questions. So join it. Enjoy it. We did it for you, and you're helping us produce this show so thank you so much to that community get in get out let's roll patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters
1: I'm